So welcome back to another episode of Winning Through Culture. Today, Tim and I are going to be talking about the very important topic of mentorship. This is something that has been brought up several times in dialogue, not only with some of our own associates and employees, but also in the context of making sure that you're having mentorship outside of the industry that you're in. So we thought it might be a really relevant topic as we think about how we're going into planning season for many of us as we start the new year, which is not that far away. And really, how are we utilizing those individuals that are around us to have dialogue situationally, which I really feel as though mentorship is focused in. So Tim, excited for the conversation today. As am I, Amanda. It's good to be with you again. Absolutely. So I think it's important to kind of start just with the definition of what is the difference between mentorship and coaching? Because a lot of the times, I think that line gets blurred a little bit. For me, mentorship is more situational and is based in a relationship. It's a little more altruistic. Whereas a coaching dialogue that you might have is more in a skill gap area. It's a shorter period of time, something that is very defined that you want to work on and you outsource and you actually hire a coach to work through that particular situation with you. And so when we kind of think about how that blur happens. I don't know if you have a a definition or kind of how you look at mentoring versus coaching because you've explored both. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a good point of distinction. In my mind, Amanda, the distinction ultimately is a good coach and a good mentor asks a lot of good questions. Yes. (laughs) But to your point, in a coaching relationship, that tends to be more of a professional paid relationship, whereas in mentorship, to your point, that tends to be relational, kind of pay it forward. Not that's a, a good way to put it. Yeah, not a pay for advice model. And, you know, I think that's an important distinction because in some respects, you can have a mentor that coaches you and you can have a coach that mentors you. Yes. But for the purposes of our distinction today, we'll stick to the fact that mentorship is really a relationship with someone that has some experiences in any area of life that are different than the ones you've had. And you are seeking their guidance and input on how to potentially go down a path similar to the one they've gone down. So altruistic in nature, relational, we'll kind of speak from that perspective. Yeah. And I think it's important to note that from a mentor, when you're looking for a mentor, whether in industry or not, depending on really what you want to get out of your relationship, it's simply just having that trusted guidance that counselor that you can go to for any particular, it might be, you know, a set time. It might be kind of, hey, I'm just going to dial you up because I need to talk through this Mm -hmm. with you. But really having a common goal, something that you do want to accomplish together and establishing that is important. But there are ways in which mentorship can be facilitated. There is that traditional relationship, which is 1v1, and maybe you get together in person and you have that dialogue. You also have the opportunity to do a distance mentorship, which is where it's somebody who is quite far from you, but you're meeting in that virtual capacity. And we've talked a lot about how Zoom can be very useful as a tool or some type of online medium, Teams, Zoom, et cetera, Google Meet, whatever it might be to actually facilitate that relationship if you're not physically in a space where you can get together. And then you have the opportunity for group mentorship. So you've participated in probably all three of those in the span of your career. Are there any 
pros or cons to one versus the other that you would lean into and and share? I'll add a fourth category, actually. That is being mentored by someone that you don't know that they don't know they're mentoring you. (laughs) And so you'll be like, what is that all about? (laughs) It's really about, and I think about John Maxwell in particular, in my case, years ago, I'm dating myself because these were cassettes. So long time ago, John Maxwell had a monthly cassette series that eventually turned into a CD series, Maximum Impact. And John would give a talk on a topic for whatever the topic was. And there was a little study guide in there. And I subscribed to this for years. And I literally, through the course of listening to John on these cassettes and then eventually CDs and then eventually MP3 files, felt like I knew John. Yeah. You invited him into your life. Yes. Because I listened to him every month and then I read his books and then I did get a chance to meet him live at one point, which was fantastic. And really, you know, I had, as I told him, I said, "Uh, thank you for mentoring me. And he looked at me and I said, well, it's been a one-way mentor relationship. I'm listening and learning from you. So I put that on the table as well because... As a fourth option. Well, because I think that there are... And I did actually seek to meet him through a mutual acquaintance and that mutual acquaintance set it up. So if you do have a person like that in your life, I would encourage you to try and meet him. You might not be able to get him to mentor you on a live one-on-one basis. But back to your three categories. Yeah, one-on-one. We get together, we have a cup of coffee, we have a meal, we sit down, whatever, little less uh, formal setting, probably out of the office in our new virtual world. Obviously now geography is less and less of an issue. So you might have a relationship that is long distance. I think if you're in a mentorship relationship like that, I would encourage you to use Zoom just because there's that visualization. Mm -hmm. And then you do, to your point, there are kind of groups of, you know, you might be in some type of group that's affiliated with a topic that's important to you. And we'll talk about areas of mentorship, but that you are with a group and the person mentoring the group is speaking to the group as a whole, not 1v1 relationship. Yeah. Well, and I think in that instance, you're coming together as a collective and there is a defined goal to that particular mentoring program. And I'll kind of say as a program versus as the definition we discussed about coaching, it is an opportunity to have more situational dialogue versus a skill gap kind of conversation Mm -hmm. that you might be working towards. As far as where you have found the most success, I would say you probably leaned more into that traditional mentorship, mentee relationship. Are there any that like just kind of, as you discussed about the fourth one you put on the table with Maxwell, but is there any that just like really stick out to you being the fact that you are a leader, you're constantly looking at how you're growing as a leader that you're like, in the beginning, I don't know that I was seeking mentorship, but then it kind of fell on my lap and like, now it's something I constantly am looking for. Yeah, I mean, I have several reference points, actually. And I think one of the key things about mentorship to contextualize this with is it doesn't just have to be about business or your professional career. Right. It can be a spiritual mentor. It could be somebody that is mentoring you and your health relative to some physical goal that you have that, again, has done something, you know, run long distances, done an event has done the work, if you will, can teach you and prep you for that, can be relational. So uh, putting that on the table, that's definitely, it can be in any of those categories. My personal preference, yes, is 1v1. I have a list of my mentors. I actually just sent them all an email two weeks ago about an idea 
was very happy with the engagement I got, and it's leading to me actually getting them together live for a discussion. And one of my mentors suggested that I do this. I put it off for a couple months uh, thinking, oh, everybody's too busy. They won't have time for it. And we'll see if we pull this off, but so far, so good. But yeah, I think the key thing, Amanda, is the relationship, in my mind, does need to be intentional. Mm-hmm. It really is. And for purposes of, again, distinction, the mentee <laughs> is the person seeking the wisdom of the mentor. Right. And as the mentee, it really is a lot of responsibility on the mentee to pursue the relationship and, quite frankly, keep the relationship engaged. Mm-hmm. Well, and when you think about those relationships that you've been able to build, and I can speak for myself too, what do you look for when you're having that dialogue and you're seeking out a particular mentor? Like, what are some of the characteristics of a mentor that you are like, I definitely want to build that relationship with this person? Yeah, that's a good question. And I would say, again, topically, it would be somebody that has experience that I don't have that I'm seeking. Right call it wisdom, experience, knowledge, whatever, all three, that they might have that. So that's the first thing. Second thing is, are they willing to give of their time? Right. Because again, this is an ask, as we said earlier, altruistically of a busy person and their time. And so I'm looking for somebody that is willing to give their time. And then with that comes availability, which again, could be a challenge depending on the responsibilities that person has in their life. And I would say the third thing is that there's somebody that I'm inspired by Mm. and that I, again, aspire, am inspired, then say, you know, I would like to have more of what this person has. I can think of spiritual mentors in regards to that, that, you know, they had a peace in their life. They had relationships that were clearly a cut above. And so I was like, all right, I want to (laughs) know how you got there. Yeah. And I think through, at least for me, thinking about um, seeking out a mentor, there's a couple of things in addition to what you shared that I would consider someone who in their advice and guidance is non-judgmental, right? So Mm -hmm. I'm likely being the mentee if I'm seeking mentorship. I don't have the experience in that space and I need someone not necessarily to like handle me with kid gloves, but get to a place where we have that trusted relationship where they can challenge me. But in the beginning, having that very like non-judgmental outlook on whatever the situation might be, whether it's professional or spiritual or relational, whatever that might look like. And then the other part is somebody who you have experienced as an active listener. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of the times, again, we're asking them of giving their time and we want them to be present. And making sure that you have that kind of agreement up front that is important. You don't want to enter into a relationship. And if you do, knowing when you can pull the ripcord, Mm -hmm. but enter into a relationship where you're both looking to obtain something that is not necessarily for financial gain or what have you, but it's an opportunity to build a relationship and to have that trusted partner in a situation or multiple situations. So those are just two things that I would add and think about as well. Actually fantastic additions because again, finding someone that can listen without judgment is a wonderful gift to have in our rushed world. I know I'm guilty of it. It's like, oh, this is what you want. Boom, here's what you do. Yeah. (laughs) I have to catch myself all the time on that. 
And active listening, again, goes with that, but the ability to not only literally hear your words, but hear what you mean and bring that back to you to make sure. So that's, I think, two really critically important points that I did not have on my list that are absolute musts. Yeah. Well, and we've had this conversation and I'm bringing up a story because I had someone in our organization come to me recently and say, do I, asking me personally, do you have a mentor? And I'm like, absolutely. And they're like, are they in industry or out? And I said, I highly encourage that you have one of both. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So you have the person who has that particular, if it's in a professional capacity, has those data points to pull from. And it's a little less of an uplift that you have to educate them on where you're coming from because of the situation. Whereas, you know, you have somebody who is just more of a generalist, you can have different conversations with. But I read an interesting study recently that was sharing that 90% of workers who have a mentor relationship in some capacity find more value and are happier in their work. And that was from CNBC. And it was just like kind of hit me. Like, how are we fostering mentorship in our work environment? And I know we talk about it a good bit, but I don't know if you have any points for leaders, entrepreneurs that are like thinking about this topic, whether it's for themselves or for their employees about how they can, I think, A, one is to model it, but then how are they fostering a culture of mentorship? Yeah, it's a great question. And as I was listening to you without judgment, (laughs) (laughs) what I heard you say is, (laughs) as a business leader, how might you approach this topic? And I had said, as the mentee to pursue the mentor, I'm going to take a little bit different tact. As a business leader, there's nothing wrong with you being inspired by somebody in your organization that you want to mentor. True. And approaching that person. And I'm thinking very specifically about someone through C12, the organization, as you know, involved in. And that person did, in fact, put that out there to a group of key people in a very, you know, got to do it the right way because you don't want the person to feel obligated. Right. (laughs) Oh, the boss says we got to, Yeah. No. (laughs) (laughs) And that was after hours off premise. And he ended up mentoring, I believe, three people simultaneously together. He had them sign contracts as far as their commitment and his commitment. So it was a little more formal. But he, as a business leader, made a decision. You know, there's some younger, aspiring leaders in my organization, in my business that I want to make sure I give attention to. And so he approached them, making himself more approachable, open. Yeah, so accessible I, in a yeah, different way. Yeah, right. so I do think in spite of my earlier comment, uh, <laughs> which I'm not going to retract, I would say don't be afraid if you're a mentee to pursue a mentor. Right. But in the context of our podcast for business owners and entrepreneurs, look for opportunities in your organization to mentor some of the people in your organization. And again, there may be people outside your business that you choose to want to mentor because again, there's a lot of value for the mentor in the relationship. Well, and the concept of retention is important too. As a business owner, as an entrepreneur, whether you have one employee or 100 employees or however many, they're constantly seeking advice, whether they're expressing that to you or not, and providing that example that you yourself as a leader are a mentee in some capacity and you talk about mentorship. And it just needs to be organic, I think. It comes up and I get questions, you get questions, but whether an employee or an associate is coming to you and saying, hey, I'm looking for mentorship, 
I would just keep a keen eye, especially in their review process, which everybody, you know, does and whatever your business cycle looks like, ask them about mentorship. If that's something that they're interested in, if there's a group, if let's just say you do a smattering and there's, let's say, I don't know, four people who are interested or 20 people who are interested, then you have an opportunity to lean into one of those types of mentorships that we mentioned in the beginning where you could actually have a group mentorship opportunity. So just keeping an open mind to what mentorship can look like. It doesn't have to be that 1v1. And just making sure that you're providing it as an opportunity, as something that you find value in and important. And at the end of the day, people will seek it or they won't. And that's their choice. But you're providing that as a platform. You're building that into the cultural fabric of your organization, which I think is really important. So through the next couple of episodes, we're going to actually interview a mentor and interview a mentee to give you a full, complete look as to what that relational capacity can look like and can be and get some additional insight. But as a entrepreneur, Tim, if somebody is just like, okay, I've never thought about doing mentorship before, I've never sought that out, what would be your advice for a first step? As a leader, what would be your... As a leader? Well, I mean, it's like everything else, be intentional. (laughs) I do think that it's a topic as a business leader worth exploring a little bit more. And there's pretty good chance that most people that are successful business leaders have already had a mentor. Whether they knew it or not. (laughs) Well, yeah. Yes, indeed. And I think that being intentional, though, about how you approach this in your company, and again, it's drawing a distinction between providing coaching, providing performance feedback, boss-employee relationship, not mentorship. Right. (laughs) Mentorship is really, I think, again, finding someone that inspires you and teaching or passing along something, whether it's knowledge, wisdom, experience, skills, to that individual because they're eager to learn and grow. I'd keep it that simple. So as a business owner, look at who inspires you in the organization. Who do you believe would be open to learning and growing? What is it that you feel you can pass on to them, whether it's, again, knowledge, experience, wisdom, some skill set, and then take the first step. Because again, in a business, the boss, you know, people might be intimidated to approach them. (laughs) Take the first step and just see, to your point, if it's something that the person's open to or interested in. And it may be, Amanda, that they are, but that you're not the right fit either as the boss or the owner of the company, but you can facilitate helping them find somebody Mm. that is. I think that's another important distinction. It doesn't always have to be you as the owner, entrepreneur, boss, but you can facilitate that relationship. And I've done that before as well, where it's like, I'm not the right person. I know what this person's looking for, and I can introduce them to somebody that might be a better fit. Well, it's interesting that you say it that way because fit is really important. We talk a lot about right person, right seat from an organizational standpoint, and you absolutely need right person, right seat in your mentorship relationship. You need someone that you jive with, but you also need someone who, again, has a place of understanding, something that they're able to pass on to you. But at the same time, there is that reciprocal ability to have a dialogue and for it to actually go somewhere, for you to be able to, as the mentee, take what's being shared and then being able to implement that. Like there's a breakdown, a barrier that you really have to be able to work through to have that trusting relationship where it's almost, you don't want to have blind trust. You want to build that trust together 
and then have the ability to take what's being discussed and what's being mentored Mm -hmm. and putting that into practice in your life. Well, Tim, thanks for sitting down with me on this particular topic. We are very much looking forward to our next two episodes. As I shared, we're doing a little bit of a mini series on mentorship. We hope that you will listen along with us over the next couple of episodes. And with this particular topic, hope that you find it an ability to impact your life and stay relevant in your business. So thanks for being with us on another episode of Winning Through Culture. Until next time. Be well. Be well.